Welcome to the Venture Mentality Podcast. We're bringing you the insights and interviews from top entrepreneurs and high performers on how to reach your goals and overcome your challenges. Hosted by 18-year-old high school student and entrepreneur, Jacob O'Connor. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey guys, before we start the show, I wanted to take a second and warn you about the audio throughout this podcast. For most of it, the audio was fine, but there were parts where Brady's signal got kind of iffy because as most of you know, Brady is running across America. And actually during this podcast, he was walking through the desert in Arizona. And so I just wanted to take a second and just give you a little bit of a warning. But I, I think that if you can bear with this, that would be great because Brady had a lot of great things to share. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast, and I'm your host, Jake O'Connor. Today joining us, we have Brady Silverwood. Brady is a 23-year-old that's running across America. He's 188 days in, and today marks mile 2,834. What's up, Brady? Hey, how's it going, Jacob? Uh, thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. I'm doing well, and I'm really glad that you could come on. I've, I've been following your story for a while, and it's really remarkable to see what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been... Uh been a wild journey uh you know lots of ups and downs but probably the most rewarding thing i've ever done before so it's been a lot of fun so just to start things off i was hoping that you could kind of just give give us a little bit of background what was your life like before you started to do this run of course uh, so i was living out in los angeles i was um I was the owner of a woman's clothing company called Sunny Co. Clothing, uh, which we primarily just focus on selling bikinis. And I was doing that uh, with one of my best friends. We had started it uh, when I was 20 years old in college. And um, really, I, I really enjoyed business. My dad uh, is an entrepreneur, so I always knew I wanted to have a business. and. Uh, just so happened to be fashion. That was kind of just a, a random thing that me and my friend noticed this business trend and we we're like, let's jump on it. And so I was running that company and it was going well. We were making good money and, and everything was going well. I just kind of reached a point where I, I saw myself possibly getting stuck in doing it for another five years or so and not being able to kind of venture off and and try some other things that I wanted to do and uh, that's kind of my personality is I I don't want to be stuck doing something for like 20 years unless it's just giving me the most fulfillment and purpose and I noticed that you know the the business side of it was fun and it was all very creative and and everything was just always changing but as far as like selling bikinis, it just wasn't really giving me that much, uh, I guess, purpose in my life. So um, I sold the company in December of this past year. And I was, um, yeah, so I just uh, sold, sold the business. I was 23 years old, um, right out of college, living in Los Angeles with some of my friends in the music industry. And you know, living at this really nice apartment complex, pool, spa, sauna, gym, everything you could possibly need. And like, you know, a, an average person would think I would be ready to crush the next, you know, job or, or venture, or whatever it was, and be super happy and whatnot. 
And I just found myself very unsure. I found myself questioning if, you know, if I could ever do something on my own, questioning kind of what even my value was in the company I had just sold and wondering if um, I, I couldn't go on without my business partner. And I, I don't know. I just went into this like, you know, pool of insecurities. And um, at the time, I just kind of, you know, was partying and going out a lot and getting hung over a lot. So that wasn't helping. And so I was very unmotivated and um, honestly pretty depressed. And uh, there was a lot of days there at the end of last year where, you know, it was hard to even get out of bed some days. So um, when all this was going on, do you want me to talk about how I kind of went into the run club? Yeah. yeah. So, so then, you know, kind of running related. What came next? And then, you know, why you're doing this. So just kind of all bring it together. Yeah. So um, one day my roommate, Taylor Offer, came into my room. We had just been out the night before drinking and I was hungover. It was early in the morning. And he's like, Brady, let's go to this run club. And like, I looked at him like, you're crazy. Why, why would I go, you know, running right now in the morning? I don't on a Saturday. I want to sleep in. I don't want to do that. I actually like hated running. So um, even in high school, all the sports I would play, like baseball, I played volleyball, like all the sports I picked, like were not that heavy in running because I just did not like to run. And uh, for whatever reason, I went with him that morning and I couldn't deny, like it felt good when I finished. It was a three mile run with the whole group and uh, in West Hollywood. And it, I honestly like didn't like crush it. Like I probably barely finished the three miles and was really out of shape, but um, I knew it felt good. And then to be honest, I kind of went back to my lifestyle, but the founder of the run club, Luke Gledhill, he got my phone number and he would text me every single week and say, Brady, I'd, I'd hope to see you again this week at run club. And like I said, I was back in my old lifestyle and, I would probably wake up on the Saturday morning, but text him and be like, oh, I don't want to go. So I'd like make up some excuse to why I couldn't go. And eventually, you know, it didn't matter to Luke. He just kept texting me and he, he created this sense of accountability. And I had this moment where I thought, you know, like I'm letting him down and I'm also letting myself down. Like this is a healthy thing that I should be doing in my life right now. And it's probably going to, lead to me becoming more motivated about my life and uh anyways i started going every saturday i st i stopped going out the friday nights before so i could you know feel real good for the runs and then like when i really got into it after probably a month i started running in between the run club meetings uh just throughout the week on my own and uh just being around that running community everyone is talking about half marathons and marathons and like I never even like knew this type of link like I I knew the lingo but I never associated myself with it because I never really thought I would be possible of running these things so next thing I knew I, I signed up for a half marathon actually uh today is so I want to say it was November 11th of last year when I ran my first half marathon. So we're almost to the one year anniversary of it. Um, 
and it it meant it meant the world to me before that the longest i had ever ran was 10 miles and so the longest i had ever ran was 10 minutes or, or 10 miles and um when i finished those 13 miles like it was it, it was so much more than just a run it was like everything i was going through in my life at the time it meant it meant honestly everything to me and I was, I was a little emotional and my dad was there and it was a really special moment. And then I, I went on to sign up for the, the marathon in March, the LA marathon of this year. And all the guys in the run club were doing it. So again, I kind of had that accountability and um, I trained for that and I, I ran that. Actually, I, I twisted my ankle a week before and I've been doing all this training for the marathon. And I was like so motivated that like I could have had any injury and I still would have gone out there and ran it. Um, so I, I'd say like I literally was in a place where I couldn't get out of bed and finally I could devote my attention and time towards something that would be healthy for me and something I could progress at. And running is something where you go out and you run a mile today and then you go out and run a mile tomorrow. Like you can track your progress. You can track how fast you're going. You can track, oh, maybe today I'm gonna go a quarter mile further than I did yesterday. So I'm growing, right? And I finally just gave myself the credit and said, you know what? Like, sure, I haven't found the next Sunny Co or job or like kind of life decision uh, that I'm gonna, uh, you know, go with. But running is something that I I've been excelling at and I kind of gave myself the credit and um, before I even ran that marathon in March, which is nuts to think about, I wrote in my journal that I would run across America and I would run across America to inspire people that were kind of in a position that I was in where I felt stuck. I was depressed, unmotivated and show them that you can get out of that and you can do something incredible, which like, running across America is something that like I never would have thought I could do. And now I'm on, you know, day 188, you know, about 450 miles from San Diego and, uh, fulfilling this dream of mine. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a journey, man. Brady, you are so inspiring. And as we were talking, you know, off camera before this about how, you know, when you were talking about your college life and how you enjoyed that. And then once you were out of college, how, you love to go out, go out and party. You're spending all of your time doing these things that weren't really fulfilling you. And it's just kind of interesting to see how the one thing that kind of really changed everything for you was running. And just the fact that you had the people along the way to keep you accountable. And as you started to put yourself in that environment where, where you're running, where you have people that are running with you, the things in your life just started to shift. Because, and, and so as you started to focus more on running, you know, you made less time for the things that weren't serving you and you moved towards the things that you you were enjoying i think a lot of people don't realize the importance of exercise just getting outside and doing something physical how it doesn't just alter your body but also alters your mentality yep and i think a lot of people also think about what they need to do and and it's not only or, or i guess what they need to add to their life but it's also what they need to get rid of in their life so i was kind of doing a little bit of both adding a lot more of running and and kind of deleting a lot of those drunk hungover mornings and um again just doing 
like we we kind of we know our bodies and our minds so well we know what feels good for us and and what is kind of det- detrimental to our i guess life so um it it was a lot of self reflection honestly i was going through such a period of like what it, what do i want to do in my life and why and i i was asking myself that every day so um i think it was a lot of inward um thinking and then as you're running, you know, you have these long 20 mile runs, you know, anything like that. You have these periods of time where you're just alone with yourself. And so one of the biggest things I was wondering was what have you learned about yourself from this experience? So I've always, I've always kind of felt like I had a really big heart. And what I mean by that is I, I, you know, want to, I want to help others. That's kind of how I, how I was grown up. And um, the other part of that is, is I've always felt like I had that big heart in that I was resilient and that I was a fighter and, um, it's cool, man. Like I, I, I don't know, like if I, if I was doing something for charity growing up, it would have just been for a, a class of mine or something. And now I'm doing it just for the sake of doing it. And I'm I'm getting up every day and I'm running across America and like the amount of fight that I've seen in myself, it's like, it's, this thing has tested me in, in more ways than anything else in my entire life. So, um, I, I guess that those things I've learned about myself the most. Yeah. And most people have a hard time running just two or three times a week. So how do you get yourself up every day to do this? Man, it's, a uh it's it's uh it's definitely well a lot of it a lot of it is habit so and and routine um but i think down to like my core i am so all in on this that if i wake up and i'm not feeling it and i'm not feeling good i just like i i know i have to go out and do it if that makes sense so I I just try to separate my feelings from kind of what the task is at hand. And I notice a lot of people with physical activity, if they aren't feeling exactly the way they want to feel, like that's it. You know, they don't go out and they don't run. So what I say to people is like when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth, you're never really like super excited to do that, but you know you have to do it and you get up every day and you do it. So um I've kind of gotten to that point. And again, I, I just got the running bug where it it became less of, oh my gosh, I need to listen to some Eminem and get like all pumped up right now to go for a run. And more of, oh, I should probably just go for a run today, you know? And um, I don't know. I, I do, I do, you know, certain little techniques too. Like while I'm out here, I'm not going to you know formal events or anything like that so i'm usually always in my running gear i'll shower today after my run and um then put on my outfit for tomorrow's run so when i wake up in the morning i'm already in the outfit and there's it's it's just routine man i wake up i ice a little i put on i do compression elevation with my legs i stretch i put on my shoes i put on my sunscreen put my waters in my pack and I'm out the door, you know? So it's, it's gotten to be routine, but 
again, I think it's that purpose. My why is so big that like, I know like if I'm feeling it, it, it really doesn't matter how I'm feeling, you know, I have to separate myself from that. And I think that there's a couple of things there that I want to touch on. The first being that you're preparing yourself for success. Like a lot of people, they wake up and they know they should run that day, but they're like, well, I have to stretch first. I need to get my shoes, my outfit out and all that. But like, no, you shower and you put on your clothes for the next day. Like you get yourself in a state where it's like you have limited excuses to make to the point where there's almost none to make. And you're just in the position where you have to go do it. Yeah. And dude, there's been all types of conditions out here, whether mental, physical, just all, all types of things. And, um, I'm very conscious of like where my mind goes. And usually I do think like, is this just my, like, is this a legitimate excuse or is this, um, something I should actually pay attention to? So like of all the days, there was one day where, um, I was running and it was really cold and raining and like all in all, there was about three months there where I was running in 90 degrees and humidity every day. And there, there hasn't really been too many rainy days, but I haven't not ran on a rainy day. And, and this day was just really bad in Texas. And it was maybe 40 degrees, windy, chill, all of it. And uh, I, my body got so cold that my right arm just fell asleep. And I was like, oh, this, this will probably be nothing. And then like, you know, my body warms up when I'm in the cold because you're running and my body started to get really cold and I started to like shake. And that's when I called up Nate. And, you know, I, I think it's important to know, to know your limits. Like that's a legit excuse in my mind. That's like, I don't want to get hypothermia. I don't want to get in, in trouble to where I can't go out the next day. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, for the most part, I, I, if there's some stupid excuses coming in my mind, I'm like, no, nah, like I, I can't listen to this, but every once in a while I need to. So to make sure I'm able to keep going. I love that. I love how you're able to push it out, but then focus on what you need to. And, and to backtrack about one of the points that you had made earlier, one of the things that keeps you going whenever, you know, you said you might not want to, it was your why, you know why you're doing it. So I was kind of hoping that you could speak broader about your why, because you mentioned that you're running to inspire people, you're running for yourself. But what we haven't really hit up, hit on is the charities that you're running for and the money that you've raised. Yeah. So again, like I, I'm very familiar with mental illness and depression. And I, I knew that for me to not only work on myself and kind of get myself out of the, the darkness I was in, I knew that in, in doing a challenge like running across America and documenting the challenge and publicly showing everyone all the ups and downs. Yeah. So, so knowing that I was in that darkness and that dark place, I knew that if I did a challenge like running across America and documented all the ups and downs that I go through, I can, I can get someone else a dark place too. So one of the first charities that I knew I was going to run for was the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, NAMI. And, and then I, you know, I, I really just picked all these other charities that I'm really, uh, I'm really just 
Yeah, so my sister had cancer when she was 16, and um, she's a cancer survivor now, but she did make a wish, and she, she got granted a wish to go meet uh, the Gilmore Girls, which was uh, this little TV show back in the early 2000s, and uh, she was really obsessed with the show, so we went to Warner Brothers Studios, and it was an awesome time, and uh, her... For her and our family to just get away from the hospital for a day was really nice. And anyways, I, I wanted to raise money for Make-A-Wish out here on the run so I could grant, you know, hopefully grant someone else a wish through this experience. Um, and then there's, like I said, a lot more other charities that are close to my heart. Uh, 12 total. You can check them out on my Instagram at uh, Brady Runs America. And then you know, just right there and in, in the link in my bio has all the charities. And um, yeah, we've raised over $31,000 so far. So really, really proud of that. Um, and then our goal is to actually raise $100,000. So hopefully we can, you know, get a, a large uh, influx of, of money towards the end here. That's awesome. And I, I think that it's awesome how big your mission is that you stand for something like that. And just to provide a little bit of context to the listeners right now, um, Brady's actually, he just got done with a run in the middle of the desert in Arizona. And now he's in his RV with his, um, with his buddy, Nate. What's up, Nate? And I was hoping, I was hoping Brady could kind of tell us, could you tell us a little bit about your living situation right now and what you've been doing for the past 188 days? Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty wild the way we live. We live in an RV. Um, my friend Nate Heiser is the driver of the RV. His Instagram is Nate Drives America. I'm Brady Runs America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's pretty much my go to make sure that I can just focus on the running. And he helps with everything uh, RV related picking me up after a run, dropping me off, um, making sure the RV is all stocked with food and, and beverages and everything. Uh, yeah, he has, he has a lot of duties, but um, it's, been, it's been so great to have someone out here while I've been doing this. Um, and yeah, so we'll sleep in the RV every night. Um, there has been a few times where we had to get the RV service, so we would stay in like a motel or something. Um, but for the most part, when the RV is working fine, we'll actually just pull into like a Walmart parking lot and sleep there for the night. Um, Walmart is is very well known for letting RVs uh, sleep there overnight, and they have security cameras in the parking lot, so we feel really safe at Walmart's and. It's honestly kind of became like our, our home a little bit. Uh, we get excited to go sleep in the Walmart parking lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've slept at all types of places. Dollar General is another popular store we'll sleep at. Um, we've sleep at like Safeways, Piggly Wigglies, um, man, just all, uh, churches, school parking lots, like, you name it, we've probably slept there. That, that's crazy. That, that's so funny. Um, if, you're yeah. between, if you're between Arizona and San Diego, check your local Walmart parking lot. You might see Brady. Exactly. Exactly, bro. <laughs> that's 
Man, I, I love this. So before we go, because we're running low on time here, I've got one last question. But first, a little bit of background. So when you die, the only thing that matters, the difference that you made and the impact that you had. So that being said, what difference do you want to have made? What impact do you want to have had? Oh, wow. This is a good question. Um, oh, this is a really good question, man. Yeah, so the impact I want to have on uh, my life and others is that I'd say one of self-reflection. I think life is so short and I think a lot of people are doing what other people want them to do. And if I can have an impact on someone to follow their heart and what their passion is and what their dreams are, um, I think that's the best type of impact you could have on someone's life. So, yeah. Thank you.